0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. And once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them. And immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and carrying every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's a bit foggy in here this morning. Um, it's good. I like it. We're finally in the Gospel of Matthew as we're going through. This is in the lectionary cycle. We call this the Year A. So for the rest of the Sundays in ordinary time, for the most part, and, um, with the interruption of Lent and Easter, we're going to be hearing from the Gospel of Matthew. But we're and so we're at the very beginning of Jesus's public ministry. But we're already in Chapter Four of Matthew's Gospel um but really the only things that we've missed and we actually covered them through the christmas season were the infancy narrative the preaching of john the baptist and then jesus's baptism in the jordan where he hears the words of the father uh spoken to him you are my dear dear child you are my beloved son i delight in you with you i'm very well pleased and then from that moment on so and that's where jesus is revealed as god's anointed king and what does he do immediately after that? He goes into the desert to do battle with the devil. Real, or Being revealed as the Son of God to the people, he's revealed to be at the head of his people. So not simply the second person of the Blessed Trinity, but also God's anointed king who's going to bring his kingdom uh, to light, that he's going to bring his kingdom to bear in the world. And part of what he has to do in order to be about that work is to combat all the wrong ways of bringing that about. And those are, those are primarily the temptations that he faces in the desert. Of course, as we, prepare, as we come into Lent in a few weeks, we'll be spending more time thinking about uh, that scene and uh, the idea of penance. And yet, already here, after that, we have the beginning of his public ministry, and what is he proclaiming? He's proclaiming, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God, the, this kingdom that Jesus has come to proclaim, it is at hand. It's already breaking in, in and through his life, and then through that, through those who follow after him. He's proclaiming God's kingdom, his just and saving rule. After all, it's, it is that heaven Heaven is the, is the space. It's, the, it's not necessarily, we're, we're tempted to, in, uh, in contemporary thought, we're tempted to think of heaven as this, this geographical, this celestial geography where we have life after death and heaven is the good place. But if that's really what Jesus is saying, then what he's saying here doesn't, it doesn't totally make sense because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But instead, for Jesus' contemporaries, this way of speaking is, Jesus, is not just Jesus, but the, the people that he was speaking to, they would use heaven out of reverence for when they were speaking of God, God's kingdom. God promised through the prophets of old that he would come and be king over his people. He would bring restoration to the world by establishing his kingdom, a kingdom of holiness and justice, a kingdom that is in right order, where everything that we see in the world that's wrong with the world is set to right. And Jesus is proclaiming that that kingdom is now, after many promises and long generations, is finally here. In his person, he's bringing that kingdom to bear. And the response to that kingdom, that kingdom that is bringing everything in right order, is to take, take stock of where we are ourselves. This, this call is going out both individually and corporately. Repent, not, individually, and repent as a people. Change course. So the, when we hear the word repent, we think of, well, okay, I'm going to go to confession, I'm going to repent. So basically, I feel bad for what I've done wrong. And that doesn't really, that, that's not really what repentance is. If we just feel bad about our sins, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing that's really happening. It's just the bad feeling doesn't really do anything. It's, it's guilt and it can move us to true repentance, but that's not the repentance itself. Repentance is recognizing that I've been going my own way or we as a people have been going our own way. We've been going off course. We've been going away from the path that God wants to mark out both for the people of Israel, the people whom he has chosen to be his own to let his light shine forth among the nations, but also in people's individual lives, setting their own agenda rather than letting God set the agenda for them. And Jesus is saying, okay, but God is coming to bring his kingdom to bear. And so now there's an invitation that goes out to anybody and everybody who will listen, that God is bringing his kingship to bear. So, Get on board. See where God is at work and get on board. Don't, don't be content to continue going off on your own way when you can see that the God who is going to bring res- restoration to the world is at work. Don't continue in these exhausting, tiresome ways that wear us out when the God who promises refreshment is, has on offer fullness of life. And so instead of going, going our own way and saying, oh, well, you know, that's great, I'm, I'm gonna keep doing my own thing, we turn, we turn to the living God and we heed the call of Jesus. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Go God's way, because we know that that's everything that in our hearts that we long for. God is the fulfillment of everything. If every last longing in our human heart, his kingdom brings fulfillment to all of those longings. And anything else is a sham. Everything else is second rate compared to what God has on offer. And any time that we go our way, instead of following after Jesus, following his call, We're settling for second best. We're settling for less than what God wants us to be, and he wants us to be great. He wants us to be his saints, his holy ones, the ones that he's called to himself, the ones he's summoned to follow after him. And do we really want to settle for anything less than God himself? Especially when Jesus, as we see in the gospel, he, he makes this call. We see we, we're introduced to his preaching and, we, and it's not for nothing that the next scene is him going out and calling Simon and Andrew and James and John. Because we see what this call to repentance actually means. He goes out. It's not as if Jesus is just walking by on his own way and, not, and has no concern for where we are he calls the, these fishermen where they are he calls after them he, do, he, he seeks after them he issues the call and of course there's some sense that they 've been hearing him preaching so they have some idea of who this Jesus is. but when he issues the call, is there any hesitation? is there any, uh, is there any hint of um, trying to hold back no he says follow me and immediately we hear at once they left their nets and followed him and again immediately james and john left their boat and their father and followed him we see that jesus issue he's bringing his kingdom to bear but it's not, this, it's not simply this grand project that is so high over our heads that it doesn't take note of us individually. He issues the call, in fact, primarily at the individual level and brings us, draws us into the community that he's forming around himself. And it's through that, it's through the transforming power of the kingdom working in our hearts. We pray every, every time we come to Mass, and hopefully every day. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we're praying that, we want it first and foremost to be done in our hearts. Because we realize this, this kingdom that Jesus is preaching, we realize that everything in our hearts is not necessarily fit to be in that kingdom. Unless I'm speaking just for myself, I know in the, in the depths of my heart that, that not everything there is fit for God's kingdom, for his just and saving rule, because I know there are parts of me that I'm still not ready to hand over entirely to him. And he continues to issue the call, turn back to me. Give this over to me, and I will give you rest. And so I need that kingdom to come into my heart first and foremost, so that I can bring that kingdom, the good news that Jesus has on offer, to everybody that I meet. And we can take heart from looking at this gospel passage, his call of the apostles, because this call doesn't simply go out to the 12 apostles 2,000 years ago. This call has gone out, goes out, and continues to go out to each and every one of us. That's why we're here today. This is why we've come to worship the one God living and true through, within, in Christ Jesus, in in the Holy Spirit. It's because we've been summoned here today by him, Because he wants us to follow after him, because he wants greatness for us, because he wants us to be his people, that we are here today offering everything that we have and everything that we are in order to receive God's very life and to be founded on on the sure and certain knowledge that we are loved and we are forgiven by the God of all the universe. He's the God of all the universe, and he takes note of each and every one of us, because he's entrusted to each and every one of us some small part of his his plan for salvation. We get to take part in the work, beyond our wildest dreams, we get to take part in the work not only of being saved ourselves, but we get to be instruments for that God for those we meet as well. And that is something that is beyond certainly my wildest dreams, and I hope you can see the excitement in that, that that is truly something that is really, it's inexpressible how great that, that vocation is. And we may be sitting here thinking, well, of course, it's easy enough for Father to say that. You know, he, a, he, he, feel, he feels that he was called to the priesthood and everything. No. That call goes out to each and every one of us. That call goes out to each and every one of us, and God knew what he was doing when he called us. God knew what he was doing when he called you, and he wanted to call you. And he continues to issue that call until we can, with all that we have, all that we are, with the fullness of our hearts, with full heart and full voice, turn our lives over to him and let him make of us heralds of his glorious kingdom, where everything will be fully and finally set to rights. But we can be instruments of that even now. People of light, committed to God's way of peace, bringing the good news that God is king and so nobody else is. And so we can we know that he is going to establish his kingdom and so we turn and we get on board because we know that that kingdom coming first and foremost in our hearts is going to bring restoration to our own lives and having experienced that love and forgiveness, what else can we do but to proclaim the good news that I I have come into contact with the living God and there is nothing else in life that is worth going after. We're all in for Jesus, and we let that good news radiate forth with hearts filled by his life, by his spirit, by his very body, and by his very blood.